This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? Feels like forever, man. How you been? Man, Ted, it's finally here, bro. And you know I'm doing great. Let's get it. It is, man. It is finally here. I know it's just been two weeks, and I know we took some time off for the bye week to kind of recuperate just like the team did. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that, man. Uh, last we heard, you were going hunting. How'd that happen for you? How did everything go? Well, I saw plenty of doe, and the only bucks that I saw were on the trail cam. So needless to say, I did not come away with a winner. I didn't want to kill any doe. I mean, even though it would it would have provided meat, <laughs> it would have provided meat in the freezer. I, I didn't want any dough. I mean, so, I, but but it was it was relaxing as it was. So I I enjoyed myself, if you can say that. So while you were sitting up there, did you get a chance to like stream any of the games on your cell phone or catch any of the World Cup while you're hanging out up there, just kind of sitting quiet? Or nah, man, I was just chilling, chilling <laughs> in the bush, man. Didn't need any of that stuff. I waited until I, I got out of the stand to watch football. There you go, man. Yeah, I always wonder, because you're just sitting there, and you're just kind of sitting up high, and you're overlooking the territory. You're just waiting for something to come across your sights. But that's a lot of waiting. It's like, I don't do fishing. <laughs> I don't do hunting. Because if I'm sitting there that long and not doing anything, I want to smoke a cigar. And that smell is obviously going to distract anything and keep it away that's, from you. That's a no-no. Yeah, that's so I'm just going to be bored out of my mind. It's like, I just... I, my mind can't sit still for that long period of time without going stir crazy. So hats off to you for doing that, man. Just kind of keeping center right there. Got to be able to unplug, man. You, you got to be able to do that. And here's the thing. So you're looking at your phone at a game or something. And all of a sudden that, that 12 point buck darts across the doggone bush. You're not going to be ready. Cause you were looking at your phone. That's a good point. Maybe have like some ear pods in or something instead of actually looking down. And because it's like I've been watching all the World Cup games mm -hmm. and some of them have been unbelievably boring. But the second the announcer starts to get excited, I poke my head up from my work <laughs> laptop. It's like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, nothing happened. But, you know, well, just for a couple of seconds, you just, you know, peek your eye out. The good thing about that is they do have shooters uh, headphones, ear protection. So Bluetooth enabled hearing protection. Okay. So so you could listen to the game, like you said, while keeping your ears covered, just in case if you needed to take that shot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, I've gone skeet shooting. I've got a, a couple of firearms of my own, but I've never actually gone hunting. So maybe one of these days when I'm actually ready to fully unplug, I'll get out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, well, it sounded like a nice relaxing bye week. Me, I was just kind of recovering from the surgery and hanging out back here at the house. We actually adopted a kitten. So the whole relaxing nice. thing went out the window because that guy is a little ball of chaos yeah. and is just kind of running around the house. And we had to keep him trapped in our room because we had to make sure that he didn't have anything to give to our dog. Luckily, all signs came back. He was fine. And then we were able to interact with those two and kind of hang out. So it's thinking about getting rid of cable since I can just kind of watch those two go at it and have a good time <laughs> and save me some money, maybe for some, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Fed, uh, Fred Smoot autograph signing memorabilia that our boys at Whoopers Collectibles are doing coming up. 
That's right. That is coming up. Yeah, man. It's all going to be right now on January 7th. So that is assuming that the Cowboys game is on January 8th. Our boys are going to be at Guy Fieri's DC Kitchen and Bar downtown, Capital One mm -hmm. Arena. We recorded from there, did a show from there. I was there last night for Jingle Ball, hanging out, having a good time. Kevin says, what's up, by the way? Cool. What's up, brother? But Fred's going to be out there signing a bunch of stuff. He's going to have jerseys out there for 70 bucks. They've just got a bunch of different things you can get, some pictures, some uh, memorabilia, just different things. So to me, kind of a fun thing to do with your friends and family after the holidays, or if you're looking for something for the holidays for your friends, family, that Washington fan, maybe not so much that Commanders fan, but that Washington fan that wants some older Redskins memorabilia, check out our sponsors, Warbridge Collectibles. I got a ton of stuff at their website. And if you use promo code DMV Mess Hall, you're going to get 15% off. So it's actually a pretty damn good deal, especially right now for the holidays. Well, man, with gas prices going down 15%, come on, you you, you got to be able to get it while you, while you can get it because who knows when things are going to go back up to regular price, bro. Now, here's the thing. What are the times that they're going to be at the uh, Guy Fieri's? one o'clock to two o'clock and knowing them they'll probably hang out after and i know you're thinking about doing a rally there that night so mm -hmm. i was telling them to try and talk fred into hanging out for that if the cowboys game doesn't get moved to the seventh and you know something else that i'll try to do to entice people if you will maybe i might try to get a film crew out there maybe channel four channel seven or nine we'll see That'll be good, man. I'm, I'm going to be salty because I'm going to be getting ready for the game, but it, it sounds like it'll be a good time. There you go. You don't want a hobo? Help a brother out? Come on, man. Stop I, by. I'm going to see what I can do. It just depends <laughs> on how much I got to get ready for the game. Cowboys game, biggest game of the year. I know I'm already be making brisket. It's going to take me about 48 hours to do. So yeah. it just depends on how much stuff I can get done ahead of time. And Luckily, you know, I've had some time to relax and restock the tailgate van for this Giants game, considering we have the bye week going on. But jumping into football again, man, it's, yeah. it's been so long. The uh, NFL owners are actually meeting in Dallas. So this is one of the regularly scheduled owners meetings. And it's funny because some of the beat reporters actually overheard the owners talking, saying that they think two thirds of the media down there are from Washington, D.C because everyone's been waiting while we were gone the congressional report came out you and i were texting about it i'm sure a majority of our listeners know what happened or what came out of the report from my mind nothing new came out of that report other than yeah. the admission if you will that the team is the one that leaked the emails between bruce allen and john gruden which is you know it's, it's embarrassing to hear that that happened but no new damning news came out there was no smoking gun. There's nothing to yeah. implicate a forcible sale of the team. And Brian McCarthy, who is the NFL representative, actually came out before the owners meetings and said there will be no update on the marriage of white investigation during this session of owners meetings. So those fans out there that were holding out hope that we would hear something, it's not going to happen right now. And Dan actually was not taking part in the meetings. It was just Tanya and Jason who were representing the commanders. Because a lot of right. fans were wondering, was Dan actually going to be in attendance? Because it seemed like his self-imposed suspension is kind of over because he's there, but he's not there. But regardless, 
you know, it's business as usual in regards to the commanders with Tanya and Jason. The thing is, as you said, there's no smoking gun. There's no new revelations. I mean, so basically, what are you going to talk about? What's for once overshadowing everything is this winning commander's record for once. Can oh, yeah. you believe that? It's meaningful football in December. It's what I've been asking for for a very long time. And I you. remember talking to, yeah, I mean, we all have for a very yeah. long time. It's like I'm sick and tired of going to December games. And the guy beside me paid $20 for his ticket because we're out of it. We're not doing well. And fans are just dropping their seats. Yeah. And I historically get, you know, 40, 50, 60 tickets for Warrior Wishes. It's a group I support that are wounded veterans and Gold Star families. Because if you're a Commanders fan, back then a Redskins fan that didn't want to go, instead of selling your ticket for 20 bucks that you paid 200 for, donate it to them and get tax credit. So all the veterans were happy and the nonprofit was happy, but because we're doing well, I can't get tickets donated. But guess who stepped up and reached out, man? Who's that? Our Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, Charles Leno. Charles Leno. Charles reached out. They said they've got some tickets to donate. So, because I kept hitting up John Allen because John was giving away those hundred seats and this and that, but he never hit me back. So it's all right. I'm not hating. No, it's fine. But Charles stepped up and he's donating some tickets to Operation Warrior Wishes and the charity Sweet. is unbelievably happy because. He had a bunch of vets that were asking because they kind of count on going every year just because I've been helping them out for over a decade now. And they were bummed because now nice. they get to see a good team versus the bad teams in the past. So I'm excited about that. And man, we didn't play a single game. And we went from the eighth seed to now the sixth seed. So mm -hmm. did you actually catch any of the games? Did you watch that Giants and Phillies beatdown? No. <laughs> well, you didn't miss much depending on what was going on, but it was a 48 to 22 ass whooping. They sacked Daniel Jones seven times. I mean, it was a sight to see just also frustrating knowing that the week before we had them and we couldn't do the same thing. But because of that, the giants were seven, five and one We're seven, five and one. They haven't won a single game of the division. We beat the Eagles, our only division win. So we jumped up to the sixth seed, the Giants moved down to the seventh seed because the Carolina Panthers won their first road game in over a year in Seattle. Mm. And the Bucks were playing the 49ers. They took that game off TV because Tom Brady was getting his ass beat by Mr. Irrelevant, and they put the Panthers-Seahawks game on. And thinking, you got to keep the Panthers are actually going to win this thing. So that moves the Seahawks down to seven and six. So the Seahawks are on the outside looking in. They're in the eighth seed right now, which helps us out big time. Yeah. And now we got a 74% chance of making these playoffs. 74%. Wow. Brothers, All while the guys were sitting on the couch, man. I'm ready for it. That's right. I posted a meme about it. Opposed to the guy sleeping, I put a uh, commander's hat on a guy. I forgot the name of that show. Uh, the guy's sleeping, and there's a hat. And we was it the one with the office with uh, the yeah, old that's guy what sleeping? It, the office. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that man. Yeah, that was hilarious, dude. And it's just, you know, numbers aside, we control our own destiny, and that's yep. what's most important. Most mm -hmm. important right now. If we have a better record than the Giants to finish the season, we're in because we have the tiebreaker over the Giants at that point. 
So that's really all that matters. Now, granted, there are a couple of games that we want other teams to lose. It'd be nice. You know, the 49ers are going to play the Seahawks at that point. It'd be nice if the Niners could beat them down. And I was actually, I don't want to say excited when Jimmy G went down, but seeing what Purdy did to the Bucs mm-hmm. and what that team is doing without an actual established quarterback worries me about making that trip out to San Fran. But, you know, let's focus on the opponent ahead of us with the Giants this week. And I yeah. was kind of shocked Don't leave because us, brother. we had a bunch of injuries going into the bye week. Well, this was Coach Rivera's update on all those injuries yesterday. And for those wondering, it's Wednesday, December 14th at 419 that Rally and I are recording this. Um, let's start with some of the, I guess, some of the health updates. And if you can give a little update on just where Benjamin St. Juiced is at right now, what, what your plans are might be for him this week. Well, we'll see how he, uh, how he progresses. He has, he had a good day of, uh, of treatment and work today. So, uh, that was a huge plus from what I was told. We'll see how it goes. Um, but he is, uh, progressing in the right direction as of today. Um, as far as Montez Sweat and, James Smith-Williams are concerned. Uh, they're still in the protocol. They've progressed uh, to where uh, they're, they're going through the steps and they're progressing near the end of it. As long as things continue to trend in the right direction, we should have them back out on the practice field, hopefully by tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, Cosme had an ankle sprain. He'll continue to get his treatment. We'll see how he is uh, a little later today when we do our walkthrough um, and we'll see how he, how he handles that tomorrow morning. Uh, Jamin had a procedure on his thumb, um, and he should be fine. I know he's got an exam tomorrow just to make sure everything went well with the procedure. Uh, and then Antonio will continue with the uh, treatment with the uh, foot issue. We'll monitor it. Uh, Trey, this was good timing for a bye for him. He got a lot of rest and treatment on, on, on his leg, so he should be fine. Uh, we should see him out on the walkthrough today, and we'll see how he is tomorrow morning. And the chase has continued to progress. Uh, he did a lot of work these last few days and has had some really good days and seems to be pretty confident. And we'll see how he progresses, but uh, he's he is trending in the right direction. Trending in the right direction. He's been trending in the right direction for weeks now. And those that aren't in the DC area, they practiced outside today. Tomorrow, we're supposed to get basically a snowstorm, not snow, like an ice storm and some sleet yeah. and freezing yeah. rain. So that means he's going to go in the bubble. The team's going to go in the bubble and they're not going to do much inside there. So who knows? At this point, man, I, I think I'd have better luck predicting Powerball numbers than if this guy is going to play on Sunday. And- hey, man, I, I've told you, Ted, don't put your money on it brother oh i'm not putting any money on it i'm not holding my (laughs) breath the part that concerns me though is that was a lot of guys that were banged up so that was the report on tuesday so coach gave the guys off on monday Mm -hmm. so some guys that were out of town could use monday as a travel day to get back so they had to report back to the facility on tuesday good news is a bunch of the vets and bunch of the guys actually came in to the facility on Thursday and Friday last week just to get a workout in. It's not mandatory. They actually have the entire time off. But guys on their own volition came in to be around the guys, to be at the facility. 
And the team closed the park down on Saturday and Sunday to force people to get away. So I love hearing that, man. Yeah, I, did. I mean, it was awesome to hear because, you know, guys are like, you've got a routine. You don't want to do anything to kind of mess that routine up. And I'm not saying it's superstitious, but it's just kind of what you're used to, especially from a treatment perspective. But I was kind of bummed to hear that Antonio Gibson had a problem. So as of today, Antonio Gibson was out there. He was limited with a foot. Dax Milne, who's been out for the past couple of weeks with Alex Erickson filling in, was limited with a foot today. Andrew Norwell, limited with a shoulder. Brian Robinson Jr., limited with a quad. Cam Sims, limited with a back. James Smith-Williams, concussion protocol, he was limited. Benjamin St. Juice, ankle, limited. Montez Sweat, concussion, limited. Trey Turner, knee, limited. Chase Young, knee, limited. Sam Cosme, ankle, full participant. Jamin Damus, thumb, full participant. So... Hmm. All those guys that Rivera talked about on Tuesday, no one was a DNP, which is huge. Means everybody was at least out on the field doing something, if not everything. But for you, go ahead. I thought uh, Dax was more of a concussion or something, not a foot. Uh, Nah, I guess Dax Mellon was a foot, apparently. Who knows? He might have had something prior to that and... Okay. But yeah, he's a foot problem at that point. And to me, Dax Mellon, Alex Erickson, only difference is a number on their jersey. I, I'm not seeing, you know, six and one, half dozen in the other in regards gotcha, to those gotcha. two guys. Um, so I didn't, maybe I, I zoned out for a second, but did you say sweat? Montez, Montez is still yeah. in concussion protocol. So coach said that they should be out there today from his press conference yesterday. He was out there, but he hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet. Mm-hmm. So mm, who knows huge. what's going to happen. So if Montez isn't there, and on top of that, one of his depth backup guys, James Smith-Williams, also is in concussion protocol, then we're going to be very, very thin at defensive end, and especially with Chase's knee progressing, but not exactly sure how much, who knows what's mm. going to happen at the end. And anyway, he's going to be on a pitch count. But for you... Which commander out of those do we have to have on Sunday that we cannot afford to be without this Sunday, if given the chance? I'm going to say Jamin Davis. So good news is Jamin was a full participant, and it was just a thumb, and he had a thumb procedure. So I hear you there. I mean, Jamin's been key during this defensive turnaround, especially with Cole Holcomb going on IR. I mean, John Bostic is good, but John Bostic is also old and slow. And David Mayo doesn't scare anybody. But no. for me, it's Benjamin St. Juice. You know, we saw how Christian Holmes played last time around, and then he got benched for Danny Johnson. We need BSJ back out there in that secondary. We need some help because we saw what Daniel did and torched us a couple of times, and we need that secondary help. And BSJ... I know it's an ankle. He's been gone for a couple of weeks. I'm hoping it's better. Yeah. It's going to be key to see what happens this Thursday. If his wheel is good, I say run him. But if, if it's not, you, you know my whole take, man. And we got into it last episode where you said you take a 80% or 85 or 90% chase versus nothing. And I said, nah. So if he's 100 full go, I'll take BSJ. But if not, 
I don't want to hurt him because even if we, and I hate to say this, even if we took an L this week, we still would be in it. And I would rather have him where we really need him than, I mean, this is a game that we really need him. But if he's not 100%, I still say sit him for a second so that he can get ready for the Frisco's, the Browns, the uh, uh, Cowboys, and then possibly that first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it depends on how hampered he is. I I remember a game where Quentin Dunbar came back, and I I want to say it was against Dallas. I could be wrong against the opponent, but Dunbar came back, and we were all hoping for him to be out there, and he was just slow. He just Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything, and you could tell he just wasn't there. And an ankle, I mean, you're either good on your ankle or you're not good on your ankle. Yeah. So, you know, it's a different story. Like, your shoulder, okay, you can fight through that. You can take a Tordal shot or something to fight through that. But your ankle, especially as a DB – no. That's not going to work. I'm just, we don't have a lot of depth. Christian Holmes is not the best out there. We saw what Wild Goose did and haven't really seen him since then. And you just hope that your coverage can match your defensive pressure. And, you know, Duran is leading defensive tackles and sacks. He's leading our team in sacks right now. But we need that pressure across the entire line if we're actually going to mm-hmm. get to Daniel Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys – I guess, go throughout the rest of the week. We're recording on Wednesday. Those Commanders fans, Washington fans that are listening, pay attention to the injury report leading up to that game. The good news is it's Sunday night. Gives them a little bit more rest time to see what happens. But fingers crossed we get these guys back. The one thing that was interesting, though, is the team did activate Carson, and Mm -hmm. he is now on the 53-man roster. This is what Coach said about Carson. You go, Hey, Ron, right. just a quick question. We didn't ask you about Carson since you got, and you guys oh, just obviously activated him. Yeah. What's his status and uh, how has he looked? He's, he's looked good. He, he had, he's had a couple of good weeks of, of work. Um, the first week he was on the side. The second week he was integrated into to some, of the offense, uh, some of the defensive stuff. Um, uh, he threw with uh, the receivers. And uh, then last week he was off. And so, you know, we chose not to make the move last week. And then we made the move uh, this, uh, yesterday um, to activate him, and uh, think everything should go accordingly. He will be the he will be the primary backup going into this game, and we'll go from there. So hmm. Carson's going to be the backup, and yeah. the sports junkies were making a big deal out of the fact. I think it was maybe today on their show when Rivera said, "And we'll go from there." at the end of his statement about Carson. Basically meaning that, okay, well, he's the backup right now, but we'll see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were calling in saying, this is just an insult. If you're Heineke, he won't stand behind him. Rivera's just waiting to pull Heineke off and then put Carson back in. It's a bunch of BS. And, you know, you got all these fans going crazy. And I don't disagree with either argument. You can't sit Taylor because he really isn't losing. I mean, we lost that Vikings game, but that was it. But he's also not really winning the game for us. But you and I talked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, numbers-wise and this and that, I mean, he's not putting him up. And he's got a lot of turnover-worthy throws. And I think he's last in pro football focus quarterback rankings and grades. You and I talked last show is he not running because they're asking him not to? And 
I'm curious now, are we going to see a Taylor that is going to run more or more design run calls for him now that Carson is available to come in? Knowing that you're not relying on Sam Howell to get you out of a jam if Heineke gets banged up or knocked out on a run because you can actually go back and rely on Carson to go in there. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think that 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 safety blanket is there. So now they can call different types of plays. Um, so with Carson being the backup, does that mean that he's running scout team or it's how running scout team? I believe it's how that's running scout team because you want your backup quarterback to be there for install with the offense. So he's just going to be off to the side, holding his headset and making sure he's getting the calls and understanding what Scott Turner wants on this design play from that okay. point. Typically it's your third string that's running scout team. Okay. Well, so, I'm, I'm hoping, let me say this, Ted. There's a part of me that hopes that they both play. I, I, and I say that because, and I know the saying, if you got two quarterbacks, you've got none. But there, there's a part of me that kind of likes or liked how the New Orleans Saints, they had, was it Taysen and then they had Jameson. On yeah, certain plays, yeah, you had, you had, on certain plays, uh, Jason would come in, or J Jameson would come in, other, the other plays, the other, Taysen, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Nevertheless, Taysen Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nevertheless, they make it work sometimes. And if it means that that could bring a spark to us, by all means, I'm for it, bro. At this point, we control our destiny, and we've got to do things that we aren't accustomed to doing besides the norm. I mean, I don't want us to get too far away from our, our game plan, but it would be nice to, I don't know, man, you know, maybe have Carson on, on a three-step drop and unload a 60-yard yeah. pass. It, it, it just would be. It and, would be. And, and so just to keep them off balance, I mean, and it's, it's, not, it's not taking anything away from Taylor, but uh, just mix it up a little bit. And yeah. I think that we could be victorious if we mix it up instead of just being the same old, same old, if you will. And speaking of mixing it up, I mean, Chris Cooley joins Kevin Sheehan on his podcast. And I highly recommend our listeners to go check out Kevin's podcast. When you're done listening to ours, obviously, we're first. But Cooley, Definitely. you know, was breaking down film. He does it every week. And he was noticing that the commanders are max protecting 70% of the time. So they're keeping in tight ends and running backs to block. And we're only having two or three guys go out on routes. So there aren't a lot of options for Taylor to hit anybody out there. And defenses are sitting back in those zones and waiting. So we're not giving a chance to really unleash the playbook because at one point you're damned if you do because our offensive line has holes right now. So Tyler Larson went down last we talked. He just got put on IR. Nick Martin was the backup who came in. We all know how bad that went. So Wes Schweitzer is now actually going to be starting at center. Mm -hmm. So that's at least some good news is that it's Schweitzer over Nick Martin. But we're thin at guard right now, and Schweitzer is also our backup guard. So we really hope that Sam Cosme can tough it out and play and no one goes down because this offensive line has holes in it right now. I mean, yeah. they've definitely got some issues. 
and I understand why you want to match protect. But one thing that was so frustrating is our tight ends got their ass beat against the Giants. They did. Thibodeau and basically everybody on the defensive line, they were running around and they were chipping. And it was frustrating because Taylor just kept backing up and backing up and not actually stepping in the pocket. And next thing you know, the guy comes around the end. We had what? Two tip balls, two strip yeah. fumbles at that point. And luckily they didn't get both of them. I think they only got the one, but it's just so frustrating. And that's the issue I have with putting Carson back there because we know he's not the most mobile, but it's also the point of Taylor's been neutering himself. He hasn't been trying to use those legs to get out. And I feel mm -hmm. that he hasn't had that pocket presence. And also now knowing and hearing that you only have three guys out on routes because you got everyone else blocking, then guys just aren't getting open. Yeah. They're being double and, covered. Yeah. It's tough to run a offense like that in the NFL. I mean, Cooley's here saying that quote, dude, that's a 1977 Don Coryell offense. It's hard to execute in the NFL right now. Mm. And we're really putting a lot on your quarterback to make big time throws down the field. It is a hard deal to get done in three-man route combinations. And Heineke doesn't have the strongest arm for those routes down the field, those longer progressing routes. Yeah. So that's kind of where, what do you do? You know, and I know you want to see both of them. I hope to God we don't see both of them, at least on one play. Because I would, I would not want to put Carson and Taylor in. I would rather have a Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson in at the same time with a Jahan, you know, an actual skill player, not a, a six foot one on a good day quarterback with a candy arm and then a statue. So but, you're telling you know. me you would you would want to see Taylor uh, catch get get the hike, get the snap, and then throw a lateral to Carson, and Carson <laughs> throws a bomb down the field. You wouldn't want to see that, no. man? Come on, no. man. Everybody I'm, wants to see that, man. Come on, you know razzle dazzle, Ted. <laughs> Do that to Logan Thomas, a former quarterback. All right? Okay. <laughs> Do that. Give me a, a Taylor pitching it to Brian Robinson, and all of a sudden Brian Robinson lateraling it to – Logan Thomas and then Logan Thomas hitting Taylor down the sideline after that, you know, something like that, maybe, but no, I don't want to see Taylor and Carson on the field at the same time, unless it's warming up before halftime and they're all just stretching <laughs> together. But you went to the sand lot on them. <laughs> oh yeah. I just, it's going to be interesting because I feel that we are going to see Carson before the season's over. And I, I don't think it's going to be because of lack of, I don't think it's going to be because of injury. I think it's going to be because of lack of performance. I think it's going to come down to towards the end of the season. Hopefully we get this game, but that, that Niners game is going to be a tough one on a short week, Sunday night, and then flying out and playing on a Saturday. And I think we might see Carson for the Browns game or we mm. might see Carson for that last game of the season and the get the get back game against Dallas. Yeah. And you get a, I get a bunch of people that tell me and talk to me. My guy from the White House called me today because I'm trying to get a tour for the holidays. And he's telling me how those guys don't like playing for Carson. I'm like, I'm sorry. Everyone's saying that. It's just, it's a bunch of BS. These are professional athletes that have bonuses in their contracts that are playing for their families. They're not playing for other players. It's a different offensive scheme that Scott Turner has been calling since Heineke's been at the helm. There's a lot more two tight end sets, a lot more three tight end sets. They dedicated to the run versus before we were doing nothing but passing. Our offensive line, 
even though we're banged up right now, is a healthier offensive line than what Carson had in weeks one through four. So it's not that they didn't want to play for Carson. It's a different team physically on the field and a different game plan. And I would love to see what Carson can do with this game plan, all things being equal. But who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. It'll be interesting. This could be very interesting, Ted. And so obviously Carson was out and now he's back. So do you keep the same run first option with Carson if by chance he is in and, and allow him to be able to, once, once you decide, okay, I'm, I am going to pass, allow him to go down the field. Will he have the time to do that? You know, will it, do you, do you think that he's had enough practice to be able to do that? You know, he's been on this, he's been sidelined for, for these weeks, you know, I feel that being a quarterback is a perishable skill, man. And, and unless you're actually out there doing it, you know, he's got some catching up to do, even though he is a longtime pro. We'll say you. So they talk about mental reps and he's definitely getting mental reps. He's got his head down in his playbook and his iPad or Microsoft service, wherever the hell they got a partnership with, but you cannot change the offensive identity of this team. If you want to win, we can't go back to being mm-hmm. a passing offense versus a running offense partially because of your offensive linemen. Your offensive linemen are not good pass blockers, period. End of statement. They can run block their ass off, but they cannot pass block. And because of that, you cannot go back to what you tried to do earlier on the season. I mean, Mm -hmm. he got sacked nine times versus the Eagles. You know, we got lucky that Taylor only got sacked five times against the Giants last time when he dropped back 41 times. Can't do that. No, and I want to say, I mean, if Carson's dropping back 40 times, I'm more comfortable because to me, he can make those throws. If he is doing it, he has a better odds of making those throws and actually making those 41 dropbacks more bountiful, if you will, than Taylor does. But it's still a bad recipe for this commander's team. I mean, if Brian Robinson doesn't have 20 plus carries and 100 yards, we're not going to be doing well in that game. You know, just plain and simple. If Taylor is throwing the ball more than 30 times, odds are we're down in that game. And a recipe for disaster. It is. And we all know what happened last time when we played them. And the offense went up 10 to nothing. You're out there talking trash, breaking your golden rule in New York. And next thing you know, really, Daniel Jones took the game over. And I feel that the offense is going to get what they're going to get, right? There's That's not the concern. And, you know, we talked about the Giants matchup. I think this is the first time since 1966 that the Washington team has faced the same opponent twice. I think it was the Steelers back in 66. And apparently Rivera did this in 2014 with the Panthers when he was there. He played the same team in two weeks in a row or back-to-back with a bye. But good news is... The Giants had to play the Eagles, and they're banged up now. I mean, looking at their injury report, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that are DNPs today. Right. They've got four guys that were limited and one guy that's full on there. One of those guys is one of their offensive linemen, another offensive lineman, DNP with a neck injury. So the Giants are coming into this game banged up. 
I mean, the Eagles did what we wanted them to, man. They tenderized them a little bit for us. Definitely. But one thing that I, that no matter what either of us say, the fact is, is NFC East opponent. And oh, yeah. they, they, they may come in limping, but they're still going to fight even harder. It's like a, a, a caged animal that's, that's in a corner. Or not a caged animal, but an animal that's in the corner. He's going to fight even harder now. And their season basically is on the line as well. And they do get paid just like us. It would make them so happy to come down to FedEx and spoil what we have been building, even on our off day. So it's not going to be easy. I'm ready for it. And I know a lot of people who are coming are ready for it. I'm hoping that this break truly helps the team and not hamper the team so that we can continue to control our destiny, man, because we haven't been here in a while. No. And I want, I want to keep this good feeling going. We haven't been. I mean, it's the fact that we are talking about meeting from football in December. You know, I was going back and forth with a couple of team execs on that. And it's like, first, let's get to the playoffs. Right? Mm-hmm. Then let's win a playoff game. And hopefully you can build from there. But even before then, as a fan base, it's meaningful football games. And the media narrative this entire week is huge game, Sunday night football. You know, what are you expecting from the fans? And Coach Rivera said it himself that I hope the fans are back. I hope that they're there and we have that playoff atmosphere and that playoff crowd. Because, you know, we're trying to do what, and I'm paraphrasing, but they're trying their best to make up for us as a fan base being let down all those years. And we typically don't have a good time in December and it's typically not a fun month for us, but Rivera's teams come on towards the end of November and December. They do it every year. Mm -hmm. And apparently Washington is five and two in seven primetime games under Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. They've got a 714 winning percentage, which is actually the highest in the NFC during that span. So all those naysayers out there saying it's a primetime game, we're going to get our ass beat. Yeah, in the past with sure, Jay Gruden yeah. mm-hmm. and with other coaches, yeah. But Rivera in primetime games actually has his guys step up. Yeah, we and, were jinxed. We were jinxed with, under Jay Gruden in primetime. Oh, yeah. Don't even don't even put us on a primetime game. I'm just hoping that it's not a you remember that Kirk Cousins Giants game. We got to be the Giants. We're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Kirk choked. Yeah. You know, he 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 does what he does best is he spotlights on him and he just let us all down as a fan base. And we win this game, we're still not in. So let's be realistic. Yes, okay, we got a 74% chance right now. But that can easily change any given Sunday. I mean, we were rolling last year, and all of a sudden the team got hit with COVID, and next thing you know, season went down the drain. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be cautiously optim- optimistic, but also, not going to lie, I'm looking at Southwest for flights out to San Francisco and flights out to Minnesota, because if that's where we're going, since Southwest does uh, refunds, maybe I can just buy the tickets now and then if we switch, I can cancel the flight and then get my credit for down the road for another flight. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. Well, getting back to fan participation, 
I think that we're going to have a good crowd, but not what we need. Uh, there's yeah. still a lot of people who are just on the DS train, hate training, and I get it. I understand. I really do. Um, and there's a part of me that thinks that because of that, there's still people who don't believe fat meat is greasy. And what I mean by that is there's still doubt with us in the Giants game. If by chance we win the Giants game, I, I see the stands being filled against the Browns and Dallas, definitely. Browns is tough because yeah. it's New Year's Day. Yeah. So I, if it wasn't New Year's Day, I would agree with you. But I'm going to be short on New Year's Day with my crew. The point of I'm going to have to call on reinforcements and uh, get the wife a heated like parka to get her to come out there and help me with the tailgate. But mm. it's just, I agree with you that we're not going to have what we're hoping or what the team's hoping because I'm looking at StubHub right now. You've got lower level tickets in section 135, $122 a ticket. You know, the fact that these are still available for that cheap means yeah. that the demand isn't there. Because that 135, section 135 shouldn't be 122 a ticket. It should be 200 something a ticket if be. people were actually buying these things up. That's corner end zone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I mean, looking at not even corner end zone, let's just say looking at section 142, 50 yard line. I mean, there's still seats there available. And jumping into the club level and going there, seeing what we got, if StubHub wanted to participate with me. I mean, good news is you can go straight to the team and get tickets from them without having to pay StubHub fees and mm -hmm. things like that. So mm -hmm. tickets are out there to be bought. I just don't think it's going to be as crazy because I got a bunch of Commanders fans that were reaching out to me saying, hey, I got my tickets face value if anybody wants them because the game got flexed. I got to work go. the next day and I can't there, go. There you go. And that's, that's the other thing I was going to say. I think that putting us on primetime helped us obviously but it hurt the fan base it really yeah. did so the tv ratings are going to be off the hook but as far as fans being able to make it out to the game it's going to be rough yeah i mean there are 50 yard line get up mm -hmm. oh agreed there are 50 yard line seats right now for a buck 70 to go out that's, there that's a crazy ticket. You know, for a primetime game and you know what concerns me about the cowboy game is the same argument that i had face-to-face -face with the team you're selling division tickets as single game tickets we talked about this on an episode in the past in the past the team did division tickets as a three-pack you had to buy two other games you don't want if you want to get that division game well this year they didn't do that and the answer i got back from them is we're in the business of making money okay i get that can't fault you at that but you got no one to blame but yourself when you have buses, thousands of Eagles fans coming down 95. And for that Cowboys game at the end of the year, when we're giving out who our mascot's gonna be, and when we're <laughs> retiring Sonny Jurgensen's number, and we're gonna be in our all white jerseys, which is a bunch of BS, don't get me started there, you're gonna have a bunch of Cowboy fans that thinks DC stands for Dallas Cowboy, because that's where they're mm -hmm. from, that bought up all those single game tickets. Mm -hmm. So even though it should be a home type atmosphere, we know those Bamas are in town and they live around the corner from us and they might be at your rally that night. But the good news is if the players play how they have been, 
they can keep their mouth shut and give them nothing to cheer about. And that's really all that matters. That's what I'm hoping. Just like up in Philly, because they didn't have anything to cheer about, bro. Oh, man. I'm still so jealous that you're up there for that, just to see that game. And there was a meme I saw out there, and it said 11-1, and and it was a picture of Taylor Heineke pointing to the one, saying, I did that. (laughs) <laughs> and that just made me laugh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, no matter what, we are the team that has them with the one in that column. So, and I love it. I love it. Uh, it reminds me of when the Patriots are going undefeated and then the Giants beat them. And, you know, just that one year where you thought mm-hmm. that it was all in the cards for them. And, It'd be crazy to get another rematch. And, hey, if we do go back to the link for a playoff game up there, I'll be there with you, man. Um, that right. I'm not missing. I'm, I am going uh, – I had the conversation with Mrs. Tailgate today. We're not mm-hmm. doing Christmas presents this year because I'm saving money for playoff tickets. And okay. I could be jinxing everything, but I told her, honey, Christmas comes every year. The playoffs come every decade. So, you know, we'll get Christmas presents for each other next year and go from there. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I got to say this. So everybody's been asking me, will there be a playoff package? Yes. The answer is yes. There will be a playoff package. All we got to do is just continue to stay tuned and root for our boys to make sure that they win. They win. You'll see the package and it will include airfare, hotel game tickets, and possibly depending on the amount of people, transportation from the hotel, to the stadium keep your fingers crossed there you go fingers crossed man but we gotta win this one first and we asked our listeners out there we got a couple responses some of them were snarky you know what do the commanders have to do to actually walk out of fedex field with that win and not a tie or a loss this sunday night i don't know how many people texted in and said they got to score more points than the giants all of you guys i'll see you at amateur night at the improv you know let me know when you're there and i'll throw something at you (laughs) <laughs> but a couple of people chimed in and uh, one of them was Kevin from Rockville. Kevin, we appreciate you listening to the show, man. Thank okay. you. Uh, he said, if the commanders can contain Daniel Jones rushing, they will win. Okay. Other than him rushing, I think the defense played really well last game. Offense was decent. Hope for relatively more of the same from them. What Maybe, do you have, like 90 yards? Uh, last game, DJ had 71 yards. 71 he averaged five and a half. His longest was 21. But to me, it was when he got those yards. You know, it was on third down and key downs to extend drives. Mm-hmm. And then he hit us over the top with that bomb to Slayton. And yeah, it was offensive pass interference, but you still can't put yourself in that situation. So that's why I want Benjamin St. Juice back to make sure that we can shut down Darius Slayton and stop Isaiah Hodgins from, you know, opening up the top on us and we can stack that box because we held Saquon to 63. Mm-hmm. It's Daniel Jones that decided to, you know, take advantage of us. But during our show last time, and if those of you that watch the YouTube and those that don't know, we do do this on YouTube and I put up clips up there. There was a play where Daniel Jones took advantage of a overly aggressive defensive line. Our guys were not rushing four as one mm-hmm. as they're taught. And right. Daniel Jones took advantage of it. You know, yeah, you they've did. got to be disciplined this week. And this is actually what Ron Rivera said about the difference in this game. And then what's when you look at 
the last game playing the Giants again so quick. Is there one thing you say this has to, you know, if this happens, then you guys can win that game. Like what's one thing that you say this has to happen after watching that first game and going through it? Well, I think, you know, just, just from the things that we got from the game is, you know, we, we have to do a, a better job at uh, containing their quarterback. You know, Daniel's done a nice job. He's, he's an elusive runner. He's got a good arm, can make pretty much uh, any of the throws. And, um, you know, we've got to be able to, 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 to counter him. Um, you know, we got to be good against the run. Uh, you know, I think that helps us a, a lot. And uh, then when they throw the ball, we got to make sure we're good in coverage. So basically, Coach said, we got to stop their offense. Mm-hmm. We, we stop their offense, then we'll be good. I mean, for you, what are your keys to a commander's win on Sunday night? I need to see good special teams play. That's, that's one thing. And I need to see. So it's, it's weird that, that you asked me this question. But the fact of the matter is, Coach pretty much said it. Our defense has got to step it up. But we, we need just an overall better team play. And I know that that encompasses everything. But I can't just say I need this person to do better. I need to. We truthfully need a total team revamp to beat these guys. So I, maybe that's not the answer you're looking for, but that's the answer that I got to give. The team as a whole needs to play better. They just do. I agree with you, man. You can't just say we have to shut down Daniel Jones to win this game because looking at the stats from the last game, time of possession, we had the ball for 41 minutes, right? If you have the ball for 41 minutes, you're talking, you know, nearly two thirds of the game. They had the ball for 28 at that point. It's just, you think you're going to win that game. That should be a dub. Yeah. I mean, it's just different things. We had seven penalties for 55 yards, two penalties on the tight ends that killed us in crucial times. There was that special teams penalty where we blocked the guy out of bounds. You know, just dumb mistakes. We have to play mistake-free football if we want to win this game. It's an NFC East game. People are sticking a fork in the Giants. I'm sorry, they're not done yet. No. The Giants are not done by any means. Daniel Jones is playing for a contract. People are forgetting that. Mm -hmm. The Giants did not exercise Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. So... He's going to be a free agent. He's playing for a job somewhere else next year or maybe with New York. So Yeah, he's the Eli Manning of the the, the common <laughs> now time of Eli Manning. That's yeah. what it sounds like. And to me, it's just we won time of possession. That's great. But we were three for 14 on third down. And I keep harping it during our shows. Our third down conversion rate has been atrocious. When we won that game against the Eagles, we kicked ass on third down, we had time and possession, and we drove the ball down the field. I mean, we were one for two in the red zone at that point. They were two for three. We decided to kick a field goal, I think, when we were within the five-yard line in the red zone against the Giants. Like, We can't settle for three points. We got to go for six. And if you have to put the onus on your defense with them pinned back in territory – then fine, do that. But I need Riverboat to live up to his name this week. So he needs I, to gamble a little bit more, huh? Yeah, he does, man. I think he needs to do that because you have to stay ahead of the Giants in this playoff push. You have no control over the Seahawks. We don't play the Seahawks. And that's who's fighting for that other seed on top of the fact that the Lions are coming over top of everybody right now. They really but, are, man. 
Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous what they're doing. And hey, hats off to them. Good for them. Don't give a damn. But we got to stay ahead of New York. And to me, you got to limit your penalties. You have to play disciplined defense. Because what they've been doing to stop the zone read of Daniel Jones is not working. And they slowed down Jalen Hurts. They slowed down Justin Fields. Why we can't do it to Daniel, I don't know. Other than they get happy that there's this white guy running at him that looks like he's slow as molasses, but yet he still burns him every time they can. But we got to play discipline defense. You have to know your assignment. But to me, more importantly, on offense, if we can do what we're supposed to do on offense, I think we can win this game. If the offense can keep yeah. it going, and if Brian Robinson can carry that ball, I mean, stole that stat. He carries 15 times. We're undefeated. We do have a tie, but we're undefeated. You know, just make them meaningful possessions. Make them meaningful drives. And we got a chance to walk out of there this Sunday with a win because I'm scared about next week. I'm scared, scared about what's going to happen on Christmas Eve. But right now, I'm not going to lie. I told you I was at the sports book, right? Uh-oh. I had to do an emotional hedge. So I'm hanging out at Joe Ball. I'm at a VIP party for the iHeart radio station I crashed. And the line was four and a half that the commanders are giving up. So I put down 10 bucks on the Giants, hoping I lose my $10. Because either way, I'll still be somewhat happy mm-hmm. on Sunday night. But what's your prediction and score prediction for the game? Well, we tied last time. So, uh, and I think I did say something like 21 to 17 the last time, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was something in that same, it's going to be in that same ballpark, Ted. And I, and I hate to say it. I mean, unless we just totally dominate, but I'm thinking 21, 19, 21, 17, and it's going to be a close game again, man. 20 to yeah. 17. It's going to be, it's going to be right there. And I, I, I don't know if it's going to come down to the, to the, to the last quarter or will it be decided and they play catch up or something, but um, I don't see us going above 40, 40 points to combined score. Yeah. The over under is 40.5. And I mean, Vegas was pretty much spot on. I think last week it was 41 or two weeks ago it was 41. And I, Put a bet down the Giants because I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think the Giants are going to win, but I think the Giants getting four and a half points is a better spread. And I think some sports book have it at three now. But oh, wow. to me, I think we're going to win just like you said by a couple of points. I think it's going to be kind of a, a 24 21 type game okay. with the commanders winning. That means the Giants cover. I'll win my bet and the commanders win. And, you know, I'll put that in my little kitty fund for your playoff trip. But for you, for us to get that dub, who is the Wolverine's Collectible Signature Player of the Week that has to show out? Well, you, you asked me that a little while ago, and I said Jamin Davis, but that wasn't for the Woodbridge Collectibles player. Um, I need my quarterback to show out. I, I need Taylor Heineke to go back to the Tampa Bay Taylor Heineke, if you know what I mean. And oh, yeah. I, think, I know what you and, mean. And if that happens, hands down, we will win the game. Hands down. And he put up 275 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, 
five sacks, and he had a pass rating of 101.2. So if you just look at that, you'd say he did a good job last time around. But watching the actual game, you'd know that there was a lot left on that field. The overthrow to Logan Thomas, you know, a couple yep. of balls that were nearly picked on a deep out to Terry, a couple of others. So I hear you there. I agree with you that we need that to happen. For me, I need Logan Thomas to step up. I need him to be that safety blanket for Taylor. I need him to block better because he got beat multiple times. We're match protecting. Cooley called it out 70% of the time. Logan got beat a bunch and was on highlight reels for those Giants defensive linemen last time. We need Logan to hold those blocks a little bit more. And to me, if we can hold those blocks a little more, and Brian Mitchell was talking about it, and a couple of the other guys were talking about it, leak out. There's nothing wrong with Max protecting. But Max protect to the point of you know you're good, you know you're good, and then leak out and give Taylor that outlet. Because I feel he's looking for that home run ball way too much and his arm can't do that and we only have three receivers going out in those routes so if we get logan thomas going out there and being that safety valve and he has a good game we got a chance because logan's put up some decent games since he's been back against oh, yeah. the giants he was three for 20 so i'm hoping he's my woodbridge collectible signature player of the week and we see him ball out and actually be that logan that we all know and love that we were ecstatic that they gave him that extra contract for. My fingers are crossed, bro. And <laughs> I'm going to be dressing warm. <laughs> I actually just ordered some uh, Thermacare arthritis patches. You know, you can like stick those on your back. I love these yeah. things, man. So I bought five of those. You can put one on the top of your neck right here. And then I put one on the small of my back. Mm -hmm. And it actually keeps you really, really warm. And I ordered a... Uh, like a, a kangaroo pouch that's heated to keep my hands in that thing. So that way I can you know, somewhat stay cool because I don't like wearing jackets to winter games. We talked about it before. I want you to see my jersey. I want you on TV to know that there's burgundy and gold in the stands because I'm sick and tired of them saying it's opposing teams fans in the stands. Now, you're gonna see me rocking burgundy and gold. I don't got a big chain around my neck, but you'll see me huddled in there yelling and screaming, man. Well the difference this week also, Ted, since we say we're not going to be superstitious, no one else is going to be putting the chain on. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Sorry, Darren. But, you know, we know what happened last time someone put that chain yeah. on, man. Yeah, we, that's not going to happen. It's, we're going back old school. So uh, this game, the commanders will get the dub, and only I will have it around my neck. So, but, hey, like I say every week, I thank you guys for tuning in, listening, watching, subscribing, liking. We need all of that help from you guys. And uh, on behalf of the DMV Mess Hall, you guys rep it hard. Well, don't rep it at all. Tailgate Ted, Rally Captain, we'll be out. <laughs>